Chapter Six of In the Days of Giants. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Megan Carmichael. In the Days of Giants by Abby Farwell Brown. Scaddy's Choice. The giant Theas, whom Thor slew for the theft of Idun and the magic apples, had a daughter Scaddy, who was a very good sort of girl as giantesses go most of them were evil-tempered spiteful and cruel creatures who desired only to do harm to the gods and to all those who are good but skadi was different stronger than the hatred of her race for the aesir stronger even than her wish to be revenged for her father's death was her love for balder the beautiful the pride of all the gods if she had not been a giantess she might have hoped that he would love her also but she knew that no one who lived in asgard would ever think kindly of her race which had caused so much trouble to balder and his brothers after her father was killed by aesir however skadi had a wise idea skadi put on her helm and corslet and set out for asgard meaning to ask the noble price to pay for the sorrow of theus's death the gods who had all grown young and boyish once again were sitting in valhalla merrily enjoying a banquet in honour of idun's safe return when skadi clattering with steel strode into the midst hemidal the watchman astonished at the sight had let this maiden warrior pass him upon the rainbow bridge the aesir set down their cups hastily and the laughter died upon their lips for though she looked handsome skadi was a terrible figure in her silver armour and with her spear as long as ship's mast brandished in her giant hand the nine valkyries odin's maiden warriors hurried away to put on their own helmets and shields for they would not have this other maiden ten times as huge as see them meekly waiting at table while they had battle dresses as fine as hers to show the stranger who are you maiden and what do you seek here asked father odin i am skadi the daughter of theas whom your folk have slain answered she and i come here for redress at these words the coward loki who had been at the killing of theas skulked low behind the table but thor who was done the killing straightened himself and clenched his fists tightly he was not afraid of any giant however fierce and this maiden with her shield and spear only angered him well skadi quoth odin gravely your father was a thief and died for his sins he stole fair idun and her magic apples and for that crime he died which was only just yet because our righteous deed has left you an orphan skadi we will grant you a recompense so you shall be at peace with us for this is not fitting that the aesir should quarrel with woman what is it you ask o skadi as solace for the death of theas skadi looked like an orphan who is well able to take care of herself and this indeed her next words showed her to be i ask two things she said without a moment's hesitation i ask the husband whom i shall select from among you and i ask that you shall make me laugh for it is many days since grief has let me enjoy a smile at this strange request the aesir looked around astonished and some of them even seemed rather startled for you can fancy that none of them wanted a giantess however handsome for his wife they put their heads together and consulted long whether or not they should allow skadi her two wishes i will agree to make her laugh grinned loki but suppose she should choose me for a husband i'm married to one giantess already no fear loki said thor you were too near being the cause of her father's death for her to love you overmuch nor do i think she will choose me so i am safe 
Loki chuckled and stole away, to think of means of making Skadi laugh. Finally the gods agreed that Skadi should choose one of them for husband, but in order that all might have fair chance of missing this honor, which no one coveted, she was to choose in a curious way. All Aesir were to stand in a row behind the curtain, which was drawn across the end of the hall, so that only their feet were seen by Skadi, and by their feet alone Skadi was able to select him who was to be her husband. Now Skadi was very ready to agree to this, for she had said herself, Surely I shall know the feet of Balder, for they will be the most beautiful of any. Amid nervous laughter at this new game, the Aesir ranged themselves in the row behind the purple curtain, with only the line of feet shown below the golden border, where Father Odin, Thor the Thunderer, and Balder his brother. There was old Neord the rich, with his fair son Frey. There were Tyre the bold, Ragi the poet, Blind Hod, and Vidar the silent. Valley and Ul the archers, Foresty the wise judge, and Hemidal the gold-toothed watchman. Loki alone of all the Aesir was not there, and Loki was the only one who did not shiver at Skadi walked up and down the hall looking the row of feet. Up and down, back and forth, went Skadi, looking carefully among all those sandaled feet that was only one pair of white and fair and beautiful than the rest. Surely these are Baldur's feet, she thought, while her heart thumped with eagerness under her silver corslet. Oh, if I guess aright, dear Baldur will be my husband. She paused confidently before the handsomest pair of feet, and pointing to them, with her spear, she cried, I choose here. Few blemishes are to be found in Baldur the Beautiful. A shout of laughter arose behind the curtain and force slung, not young Baldur, but Niar the rich king of the ocean wind, and the father of those fair twins, Frey and Freya. Skadi had chosen the handsome feet of old Niord, and thenceforth he must be her husband. Niord was little pleased, but Skadi was heartbroken. Her face grew longer and sadder before when he stepped up and took her hand sulkily, saying, Well, I am to be your husband, then, and all my riches stored in Nauten, the home of ships, are to be yours. You would have chosen Balder, and I wish that this luck had been his. However, it cannot be helped now. Nay, answered Skadi, frowning, the bargain was not yet complete. No one of you had made me laugh. I am so sad now, it would be a merry jest indeed, which can wring a laughter from my heavy heart. She sighed, looking at Balder, but Balder loved only Nana in all the world. Just then out came Loki riding one of Thor's goat steeds, and the red-bearded fellow cut up such ridiculous capers with the grey-bearded goat, and soon not only Skadi, but all of the Aesir, and Njord himself, were holding their sides with laughter. Fairly one, fairly one, cried Skadi, wiping the tears from her eyes. I am beaten. I shall not forget that it is Loki whom I owe this last joke. Some day I shall be quits with you, Red Joker. And this threat she carried out in the end on the day of Loki's punishment. Skadi was married to Niord, both unwilling, and they went to live among the mountains in Skadi's home, which had once been Thias's palace, where he had shut Iden in a prison cell. As you can imagine, Niord and Skadi did not live happily ever after like the good prince and princess in the story. For in the first place, Skadi was a giantess, and there were few folk 
I fancy, who could live happily with the giantess. In the second place, she did not love Nior, nor did he love Skadi, and neither forgot that Skadi's choosing had been the sorrow of them both. But the third reason was the most important of all, and this was because Skadi and Nior could not agree upon the place which should be their home. For Nior did not like the mountain palace of Skadi's people, the place where roaring winds rushed upon the sea and its ships. The sea with its ships was his friend. He wanted to dwell in Nilton, where he had greater wealth than anyone else in the world, where he could rule the fresh sea wind and tame the wild ocean, granting the prayers of fisher-folk and the seafarers who loved his name. Finally they agreed to dwell first in one place, and then in the other, so that each might be happy in turn. For nine days they tarried in Thirem, then they spent three days in Notun, but even this arrangement could not bring peace. One day, when they had a terrible quarrel, this was just after they had come down from Skadi's mountain home for three days in Niord's sea palace, he was so glad to be back that he cried, Ah, how I hate your hills! How long the nine nights seemed, with the wolves howling under dawn among the dark mountains of giant land! What discord compared to the songs of swans who sail upon my dear, dear ocean? Thus rudely he taunted his wife, but Skadi answered him with spirit, And I, I cannot sleep in the rolling sea-waves, where the birds are ever calling, calling as they come from the woods on the shore. Each morning the seagull's scream wakes me at some unseemly hour. I will not stay here even for three nights. I will not stay and I will have no more of your windy mountain-tops, roared Niar, beside himself with rage. Go, if you wish. Go back to Thriam. I shall not follow you. Be sure. So Skadi went back to her mountains alone, and dwelt in the empty house of Theas, her father. She became a mighty huntress, swift on the skis and ice-runners which she strapped to her feet. Day after day she skimmed over the snow-crusted mountains, bow in hand, to hunt the wild beasts which roamed there. Ski goddess, she was called, and never again did she come to Asgard Halls. Quite alone in the cold country, she hunted heartily, keeping ever in her heart the image of Balder, the beautiful, whom she had loved, but whom she had lost forever by her unlucky choice. End of Scatty's Choice